The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who fail to appreciate the subtle beauty of the parade of nations at the Olympics, especially that one Tongan. Tonga. Oh, Tonga. <laughs> those who don't understand English or my mother, Mom, I know you want to support me in my endeavors and you like hearing my voice in the background, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Sarah Arcane. I'm Lansing Mike. And things have gotten interesting and busy these last two weeks. Popularity. Yeah. What, what a what a wild you thing. You call it popularity. I call it attention. And it's like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> well, you know, before we started recording, the topic of Blue Apron came up. And part of me is thinking, you know, they advertise on podcasts. <laughs> Are we big enough to sell out yet? Not yet, and I think we'll probably set up a Patreon page first. Actually, the only reason I can think of that you'd want to, like, you know, I I would wonder if you get a special deal if you advertise through them, if they send you product or, you know, I'd I'd definitely sell it for, you know, some free Harry's Blades or some Blue Aprons or a new mattress. Yeah. Not Stamps.com. No. Sorry, I've heard horror stories about their service and bad things and... And no, it was, it was a different podcast that doesn't have sponsors, and one of the hosts had to rail against Stamps.com because she tried to use it for a Kickstarter, and the tools didn't work, and they wouldn't cancel her membership, and and she's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> well, also, based on my history in radio and, and listening closely to all of the those ads, mm-hmm. it seems to me that they probably only pay out if somebody punches in your promo code yeah. on the website which makes sense in a way because it's like okay these are people who are brought there by that show so therefore right. we'll pay you for the right we, you we actually got us yeah we will only pay you for you know actual leads that pay out we're not going to pay for the airtime which we mean, ain't that big yet well not even that <laughs> but it just makes more sense because the idea of advertising on airwaves just sounds so like well ephemeral <laughs> because it's like hey yeah throw this out into the ether and I guess it's going to bring us more business, but we won't really know because we're advertising in other ways. So if we're popular, we don't know if our advertising dollars really worked in this situation. I mean, back in the day, in theory, TV did it with the Nielsen ratings, which were always bullshit. Um, and even more so now with streaming and on-demand and all that, so they're even less relevant. Uh, but yeah, it's like, oh, well, ads are worth this much on this station because this made people watch that show. And it's like, well... Well, I mean, I can... Or did they get up and go to the bathroom during the ads? You know, it's like, you yeah. don't know. I can honestly say that we had over 100 listeners on the last episode. Mm-hmm. I haven't paid for any of those. You know, get thousands of listeners oh. for only pennies a click. Ugh, no. No, no. We, we want select listeners. We don't we, want... We want actual living, responsive listeners. And hey, if... If you are inspired to throw us a few dollars, we are on PayPal, uh, harryprone at gmail.com through PayPal. So if you want to leave a tip, we'll take it and, I mean, it and does, thank you on air. Because honestly, it does not take too much in the way of actual money to do the podcast. There's some equipment that you bought and there's you know just the normal monthly hosting fees and sundries. You know, and there's time. You put time into editing it, so it'd be yeah. kind of nice to, that there's some return on that time. But, you know, again... I don't think anyone does a podcast as a financial venture. You do it because it's something you're fascinated by and you want to connect with others. I think it's more for the sense of community. Yes. But if it's not also, you know, taking, you know, shekels out of your, you know, pouch. Yeah, if, if it's, it's nice if too. If it's self-funds, yes. hey, hey, bonus. I, yeah, I'm I not... think that's the goal of any podcast. It simply does not cost you money to do. <laughs> it's like, there, that's big time. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the community and yes. liking attention, uh, I do want to give a shout out to the Feral Attraction podcast. They were nice enough 
to read one of my letters that I provided some additional sound advice about sounding. <laughs> and they sent some, they said to their listeners, come and listen to us if you want to learn more about varsity level kink. <laughs> and Aww. so I would, I would encourage our listeners if you are interested in more general relationship advice, mm -hmm. more general psychological advice, and to learn more about the furry fandom, to check out Feral Attraction and uh, Metrico, one of the two hosts, has a very, he has a very calm, very Bob Ross quality to his voice that is very pleasant to listen to. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if for those who don't know, Feral Attraction is primarily, yeah, a relationship uh, advice column-ish thing. I heard about through the Savage Love podcast because they did a little interview with them and I heard it through that. I'm like, oh, there's a furry relationship podcast. I'm curious. Um, and yeah, they give some really good advice and go on about stuff. It's even the, it's not so much aimed at, you know, I mean, they're both furries and they do bring the furry perspective into it. But I would say it's more about kind of a gay poly you know, yes. advice. And they, they mentioned that too. It's like, they're not for everyone. Um, if you're, you know, are a straight heterosexual couple, there's probably useful advice, but they will be using he, he pronouns such as that because they're both gay men, both in, you know, poly. So that's their experience. And they're really speaking toward that. They're not trying to be a universal relationship show, but they do have very sound advice, like, you know, kind of reality checks about, Hey, how not to behave and right. how not to be, you know, a child in relationships. And yep. So it's useful. And the fact that we, they've come to our attention or, well, that's that, cool that too. We, yeah, that we've come to their attention. I've not heard the episode yet where they've met, made the mention because I'm very anal and have to work <laughs> through it chronologically. And I'm just getting to their kink month right now. So it's like, okay. okay. So yeah. I will get to it. I'll be like, I'll hear it mentioned. I'll hear your letter. And I'll go squee. And it's like, and the people at work will look at me. And it's like, too much to explain. <laughs> so yes, it's a very good podcast. Very good advice. We endorse them. Right. Other parts of the interesting gay podcasting network is of course the sewers of paris mm -hmm. if you didn't come to us through matt baum go listen to matt baum both the Wonderful sewers of interviews. paris and Def and the defining marriage podcast uh, i also want to give a shout out to linoleum knife which is a movie reviews podcast hosted by two married bears who are staring me right now from your t-shirt yes i, I have <laughs> I have the lovely t-shirt, and I actually took a picture of that, so that will probably end up as the image uh, oh. of this episode. Um, yes, this graphic on this t-shirt that uh, I am wearing was done by Ed Luce, who is known in the uh, gay comics world as the creator of the Wubbable Oak. Oh, I have yet to partake of that, but they... I need to order some of those books. I love comics, and I saw those on something, and I'm like, oh, I need to order some of these. Yes, look, you, they you, look fun. You do. I one one of my friends who actually knows Dave White and Alonzo mm -hmm. Duralde, uh in person. Um, one Halloween actually went as the <laughs> Wubble Oaf, which was an interesting costume. It was pink contacts, a pink mouth guard, and a really tiny pink speedo. <laughs> and and he had enough body fur to, to and bulk to make up the rest of the costume, so that worked well. We'd also recommend the B-Movies podcast, which half of that team is openly bisexual. Okay. It doesn't come up every episode, but, you know... But you know it's there. You know it's there, and, you know, there isn't enough openly bi-representation uh, in the world. So, and between those, you'll get four opinions on the latest movies, and, you know, we'll give you a, a good guide what to see if you enjoy modern cinema. Me, I'm just grumpy that I'm not able to afford the level of cable that would let me mm -hmm. watch Turner Classic Movies, because mm -hmm. that's, that's where my movie tastes lay. So we did, we have gotten uh, a fan letter. Yes, a very nice fan letter. A very nice fan letter uh, from Dino, who said we could use his name. Thank you, Dino. Hi, Sir Arcane and Lansing. Mike, love, love, love your show. Just got done listening to Sir Arcane's story on the sewers of Paris and was thinking throughout the show, I hope this dude has his own show so I can mosey on over and listen. 
then you said at the end of the interview that you should get your own show, and I was mildly disappointed. Very often when somebody says he should do something, it means he thought about it vaguely, but then decided it's not worth the time, effort, risk, or money. That is sad, too, because it's meant that so many pieces of work, be they art or otherwise, die at the conception stage because the person is, is not at least willing to try. Imagine my delight when I hear at the end of the show, Matt, say that you did indeed go out to make your own podcast, and I should check it out, went and clicked on it, and have been steadily coming out one after another. Woohoo. I sat there yesterday and listened to the two of you for the first three episodes all at once. Both of you have a lovely, natural, conversational style of podcasting that I feel like I'm with the two of you in person. He's so sweet. Uh, part of the reasons why I love the podcast so much is because it always made me feel part of the greater community at times when I feel lonely. Thank you for producing so many shows. Uh, this is a long uh, letter. Um, and it yeah, goes, he goes yeah. into some personal details of his own journey into kingdom and then kind of falling out of it. And then how it's kind of, you know, the podcast has kind of re-sparked his interest. And, you know, yeah. that's, wow. Share, shared a photo uh, with us, where not necessarily dirty. No, not dirty, but, but he, delightfully he, naughty. Delightfully naughty is looking fabulous in in platform boots and a corset, and was rocking <laughs> that look. Uh, great picture, yes. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah, I think that no, that fan letter hit me because you you know sent it to me. And I'm like, what's this? And I was like, oh wow. Yeah. First of all, I'm mean, the fact that he enjoyed the program. I loved, um, and then like I said telling us how it personally affected him uh, was very powerful to me. It's like, wow, I'm glad yeah. that, you know, this has touched someone in a positive way. Yeah, so sk skipping ahead towards the uh, end of the letter. Thank you so much for re reawakening that part of myself I thought to be dead being his, his kink side. I get rejected too, but that's fine. Better to release the in incompatible people from your life. Uh, at the get-go, then waste your time pining for what could have been. I'm too old and too busy to bother with people like that, so I've just got to let myself try and see where it goes. Feel free to share my name if you want. I work at a job where I set my own hours, and the bosses really don't care uh, so much uh, what I do so long as it gets done by the end of the month. Again, love, love, love your show that makes of chatty humor, helpful hints. You're like a kinky Heloise, and I love it. Crafting Corner and the rest. Genius love to you both. From Dino. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dino. And we will try to be better about talking more about crafts in the future. <laughs> well, part part of it is this summer has been so hot and so dry. I mean, one doesn't think about wanting to work on scarves and gloves when it's 90 degrees out and just but we know we're going to need them we know we're going to need them that's eventually the well and that's the trouble i think it's also with moods like sometimes when you're in a depression it's like oh my gosh i just can't deal with this not real you know i mean intellectually you know it will end and you'll be in a better place in a better mood at some point but when you're but, in the grip of it you can't yeah and the same thing with weather it's like oh my gosh it's so hot or oh my god oh my it's, gosh, so cold. it's so cold yeah. it's like you know it's going to change and yeah that's you know Yes, I, I know that eventually it will change, but that I'm still miserable now. And, <laughs> and I'm yeah. going to be vocal about it. It's my right. Yes, it's, but, it's um, part of our charm. <laughs> so let's see, uh, gossip section. Uh, what have we done in the last two weeks? Uh, first Friday. Mm -hmm. Was uh, last Friday. Was last Friday. Several new people yes. showed up, which was delightful to see. Unfortunately, a couple of them got turned away at the door, which was unfortunate. Unfortunate. I mean, it's the nature of having events like this at a bar. Right. Um, their rule is that after 9 p.m., no one under 21 is admitted. Um, I don't know how fast they are to that rule, but... There was a special festival going on in Old Town, a jazz fest, which had turned the whole place into a circus. Right. And I think they're particularly concerned on festival weekends to yes. stick to the rules. Yeah. And yeah, I was right behind them. I, you know, uh, they, one was 19, one was 20. Uh, you know, they were... And, and they came from out of state to, yeah. to see one of our members and oh. And that's a sadness. I mean, it was sad that, you know, we could not offer them the community and the gathering that they had come for. Uh you know, it's just a sad thing. It's like one of those things like, well, yes, ideally we would be meeting at an all-ages place that could accommodate, 
But the, you know, yeah, and I, the thing with Esquire is it has a history of being open to our community and being receptive, and that's why we're trying to reignite that to have that relationship yes. with that institute, you know, that bar. So you know, it's unfortunate. You know, if they'd gotten there ten minutes early, and not to blame them, but you know, it's just the right. situation. Ten minutes earlier, they might have been able to been in and all that. Yeah, I think the thing is, I don't know how explicit we are about that rule, and when we get the word out about First Friday. So as long as there's that, maybe in yeah, future I'm, posters or sundries saying there is, you know, 21 and over yeah, after, after 9 o'clock. So that yeah. if someone is yeah, coming. So, so that, yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's that our own culpability yes. in that situation. And now that we know. I mean, I was never expecting there to be, they're not minors. They're actually adults who can, you know, right. have to be adults in society and are expected to be adults, yet they're not allowed to drink. And it's like, wow, that's another yeah, weird and, standard. You know, I knew about the rule, and it did affect our group because Pup Tuck made it out for the first time Mm -hmm. uh, in a long time because he is finally over 21. So, yes, Pup Tuck came out. Uh, It was good to see him Mm -hmm. uh, again. And Yeah, like I said, there were some old faces that were there, some new faces, Mm -hmm. uh, familiar faces, some people and some regulars that weren't there. I think they've been busy with other things. So it's like, it was an interesting mix. It was different because just the mix of the bar that night was different because Jazz Fest was going on. Jazz Fest was going on. A lot of straights just wandering in off the street because they wanted to be in air conditioning and And wanted to keep drinking after the music had stopped. Yep. And uh, myself and one of the new guys had pup hoods on and we attracted the attention of a drunken straight girl um, who wanted to take a take a selfie with us uh, yeah I, I did not see any negative reactions because no. my first thought was like you know we aren't like I said there's some pup hoods but we weren't like totally geared out right. some leather vests some pup hoods you know the banner was up but you know it's pretty innocuous uh, but yeah I, I, I did not see even askance glances from the straight couples they were just like okay we're here to drink and enjoy the cool and yeah well plus we were all the way at the back of the bar uh, this time because when I got there um, shortly before eight, a group had already staked out our uh, normal spot in front by the uh, pinball table. Oh, I did. Yeah, I didn't so, know if the bar had wanted us to be in the back or if it's no, so, no. Uh, it's just it's just that we ended up okay. back there. Because that would have been interesting because yeah. we are right by the door, so we're kind of like on a first Friday. We're the first thing you see when you walk in there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, hi. And, You're not in Kansas anymore, people. Yeah, I was kind of when we got put in the back of the bar. I was kind of hoping that. I would be able to figure out a way to put the banner on the back wall, mm. but there was really no way to do that without blocking the TV, yeah. which... Which would... we didn't want to do, because like I said, uh, the Olympic opening ceremonies were happening, so we got to see, you know, beautiful buff people wandering around, and and like, as we mentioned, hey, Tonga, hey, that Tonga. all, all oh. heads turned when Tonga went by, because oh. the yeah. flag bearer was this beautiful man, beautiful, I mean, beautiful yes. features, nice body, oiled. Shirtless and oiled in a, a, uh, a traditional, a, a gra- yeah, a traditional Polynesian grass skirt, and uh, well, maybe not a skirt. You wear something under a skirt. Who knows what was underneath there? Well, one can hope. But yeah, beautiful. And, oh, the camera lingered. Oh and, yeah, the the, <laughs> the, the camp. The whoever was working the camera was like, yes, yes. It was, and then the rest are like waving their flags. I'm like, you don't even bother. No one's looking at you. <laughs> you're also nice athletes too, but you're fully dressed and. Oh, it was, oh, and just shiny. <laughs> Which means I will probably have to find on demand because um, I find it unlikely that Tonga competing in oh. Taekwondo will end up on primetime mm-hmm. broadcast, and I don't have good enough cable to get the the obscure ones. And yeah, I'll also have to look up rugby because. That's come back to the games. Oh, and yes, and they have wonderful shorts. I love those lace-up rugby shorts. Yes. And uh, usually they're, uh, rugby players tend to be a bit stockier. I mean, there's more mm. muscle because there's some roughness to that. And oh, I mean, and, and the, if there was one in Lansing and if I wasn't probably going to destroy a joint or do that song, I'd love to be on a rugby team in Lansing. But again, who has the time? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have a friend who part of a gay rugby team in New York. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'd watch those games and smile. <laughs> I do think there is a, actually, I do think there is rugby in Lansing because I think I've been in a bar where they've had like, you know, all these guys came and they're like wonderfully muddy and scruffy and, and in like, striped shirts. And, and it's like, Oh, and I think it was like there, you know, Hey, we just had our you know, big meet and we're all here. And I'm like, Oh, but there was a, uh, 
so yeah, so um, number six, not number six, not uh, first Friday. First Friday. Yeah, so I mean, it was good. Um, my trouble is like we had the table set up, and I like the bigger table because it's kind of higher. Yeah, I think it leads itself easier to just kind of people circulating. And when you have those low tables, people kind of sit at them, and then you're kind of with the people you're sat by. Yeah. And we try to form a bigger circle, but you know, and I also I you know try to cycle around myself, but it wasn't as conducive to just kind of like being in a mass. You know, we're all kind of at our own tables. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, there are new faces I wanted to talk to. Uh, we had a newbie from Ann Arbor who just kind of got mm-hmm. pulled in because he kind of knows someone casually on I think it was through Telegram. That's like, oh my gosh. Yes, that's what kids nowadays are yes. using. Kids, kids are using the Telegram app. But yeah, he was maybe in, I, we need to set up a Telegram group. I, I got to figure out it's oh. media. Oh my gosh, he was. I mean, I talked to him toward the end, and found out we had some you know mutual overlap of interests and nerddoms and fandoms. I was like, oh, cool, and talked about that. So, um, hopefully, he comes back. Yeah, and um, Sir Mitch, uh, Mister Michigan Leather. Oh, okay. Was was there? Okay. And, I yeah. I saw him or or Miss or Mister 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 Icon Detroit. He had what, the, what, he had the T-shirt. The, yeah, he, yes. he had the Mister Icon Detroit T-shirt on, and yeah, he won uh, one of the titles when I was at Menjo's handling Bayard. Okay, yeah, he looked he, familiar. He, he, I think I've seen him. I don't know if he's been to a First Friday before or he. Well, you've been to Menjo's once or twice, haven't you? Okay, then maybe yeah, that's he, where. He, I'm, okay. Yeah, he's a fixture there. I've been to Menjo's once, so maybe I saw him there because he looked kind of familiar. But yeah, okay. Yeah, he came up from Detroit. Uh, there was another young woman who, uh, I think it, um, she had a really nicely made leather pup hood, which I think she had fabricated herself. Yes. And so, yeah, um, I didn't have a chance to talk to her. I was sitting next to her. I meant to, like, introduce myself, but, like, the opportunity never right. arose where the breaking conversation, and then she left. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, she, she was, yeah, she came there via Bellum, okay. as did the ones from out of state, okay. and so when that happened... And, yeah, so they okay. they uh, went to enjoy the Jazz Fest since they couldn't fully enjoy First Friday. Um, and somebody brought light-up bouncy balls. Oh, and, which are fascinating, yes. Yeah. And the light-up things do make it bounce weird every so often. And yeah. Some of us are not very coordinated, so no. a, a bouncing ball would just go out into the crowd and some pup would have to run after it and yeah. catch it. <laughs> so, also, someone brought a giant thing of cheese puffs, which... A kilo of cheese puffs and were then annoyed that only like a quarter of them had been consumed but it's like it's a puffs. kilo of cheese it's puffs. also cheese puffs those things are like you know cheese balls it's cheese balls yes, yes. but they kind of like herpes it gets everywhere you know it, it's like it's on your fingers yeah. and then yeah it's like on your hands and although chopsticks i found out the way to eat cheetos is with chopsticks it's brilliant don't get it on your fingers I, yeah. there's a really hot picture of um oh, oscar isaac's Poe Dameron, as he's, you know, training, you know, and lifting weights to get in shape for the movie, standing there with a bag of Cheetos and chopsticks. And it's like, oh, Poe Dameron eats Cheetos <laughs> with the chopsticks. Yes. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah. So, numbers. Uh, why do you keep calling it that? First, First Fridays. Was, you know, yeah, it was a different kind of energy um, because the bar was much busier and more crowded with kind of muggles. But, yeah, you know, I had some good conversations with people and. And it will likely be like that in September because that's Blues Fest. Because of, of course it Why is. Why can't there be festivals for music I actually like? I know, I said that to a friend and she was horrified. It's like, I don't like jazz. I don't like blues. Why can't it be like, you know, there, there's, the alternative, you know, shoegaze bands or that? There's a folk fest too. Yeah, so I do like folk. Sometime. Um, but yeah, if you want, well, not shoegaze, there's also the. You know, Detroit Electronic Music yes, Festival can, some uh, good stuff there. Memorial Day weekend that has gotten really expensive. Well, especially compared to the early early years because it's free in <laughs> the early years, but the promoter who who was setting it up uh, went bankrupt. Oh, yeah, yeah. because it was free. I mean, because it was free and yeah, wasn't able to self finance. But yeah, I got got it going and so. But they um so yeah that was first Friday. Um, so then that led to what we did last night, which was Detroit Bondage Club. Yes. I got there later than you because... But not by too much. Because I... Normally we I, carpool. Yeah. I I attended my cousin's wedding and I found out that I was the only one of the cousins to show up. Oh. 
So because I remember when you were telling me on you know yeah. at the bar, it's like I'm going to a Catholic wedding. So I'm going to be late. You have to find your own way there. I'm like, and this is because? I was like, oh, because it's a nice cousin who attended your wedding. Yes. And so it sounds like, you know, of your family, you at least have two cousins. You know, there's yourself and another cousin who are at least decent people who actually show up to weddings. Yes. And she has impeccable taste in men, and I will leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, Detroit Bondage Club, I got there... Yeah, I guess shortly after there was minor unpleasant event that... Uh, An incident. Um, it, someone was in the sling and was a little, you know, I think got a little tipsy coming out of it because of blood rushing and all that and took a tumble. Um, people were on there making, you know, checking out, seeing how he was doing immediately. Um, you know, it was not terribly disruptive. I mean, um, you know, they got him to sit down and kind of get some water and recover. Um, yeah, I think it was mostly just, you know, one of those things of... You know, you're kind of in a sling, on your back, tilted back, head, you know, blood yeah. going to your head, and when you kind of get out of it, because the, the his um the the top was getting stuff, and I think he tried to get out while no one, you know, the top was not there to help him out. Oh yeah, and I think I think the stool kind of played a part because he tr- I think tried to step on the stool, and then just you know well and things and went. something else that played a part because I I talked to him for a bit. Um, I could smell it on him mm-hmm. was that he was using quite a bit of not just poppers but maximum impact ethyl chloride and that okay. stuff is literally anesthesia okay that will knock your ass out so uh, it might have just yeah. been a matter of like yeah either you know saying hey stay there you know just don't move until there's basically someone to make sure <laughs> you know yeah. that you can because those slings are tricky too it's like you know trying to get out of it can be tough even if you don't have you know yeah no, blood, I, blood rushing from your head or chemicals you know numbing certain parts you know yeah and you know usually when you're in a sling you're having a rather intense experience yes. so P- but, psa to everybody if you are in a sling get help getting out of it mm-hmm. and if you're playing with somebody in a sling yeah help help them out and know that they will likely be unsteady on their feet for a bit. So th- that's a wonderful opportunity for hugs and aftercare. And that was it. I mean, you know, people kind of flocked to, like, hey, are they okay? I mean, I there's enough people there already that's like, okay, I don't think I can aid in this situation, but I'll be there in case, you know, I ran up and got some water because it's like, need water? Wa- like, water you, yeah, you, water's always a good thing. You focus on the person, I'll grab some water from upstairs, and, uh, you know, that was my contribution. But, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of people were there to, you know, it's like, okay, are you okay, okay? And you could tell that, you know, the level of care that, you know, and mm-hmm. attention people were giving. Because, you know, that's one thing with the community. It's like, yeah, we are aware of what can go wrong and are going to be cognizant of that to deal with it. But, yeah, that was the only, you know, mishap that I saw. Like I said, the person was, you know, just had to relax a bit and you know a little aftercare and they were back up and and you know not they had i think been uh they were spent by that point but uh, yeah but they're still you know enjoying the scenery and interacting with people yes uh i gave it a nice big bear uh 50 birthday wax on his ass um so that was that was fun and he, he had asked me about that before and yeah, there was, I was talking to yeah, I was talking to uh, someone else who I mean, you're known for fisting. Yes, and I know um, I know another person who's known for rope work. And you know, I was kind of talking to him at the end. It's like you know, did you you know, he obviously was you know, working on people and topping mm-hmm. people throughout the evening. But I was kind of curious. It's like, so you know, did you have any? Were there any needs of yours that you wanted met? And you know, I think he just realized that when you're known for something, your dance card fills up, and you tend to be kind of you know. Uh, you know, on call for events like this in many yep. ways, and it's like yeah. it's kind of the price you pay for you know being known. But I also saw that you were giving some instruction to someone. Yes, um, a new person had shown up who really hadn't been there before. Right, but. and he came um, with this one gentleman who used to be a bear and is rapidly approaching otter status. <laughs> uh, he has he has lost a hundred and twenty five pounds mm. and. He, so he's gone from about 350 to about two and a quarter. And um, he and he says, I'm going to continue on this program, yeah. for, and my body will tell me when it 
it has reached a new plateau mm -hmm. and then we will just maintain there and so he brought this newer gent mm -hmm. this gentleman who had not been to detroit bondage club before and this otter is um, a fisting enthusiast um, and so i got up in him and i saw the the curiosity and the interest on the part of the new guy mm -hmm. and i said do you want to learn how to do this you know and he was like yeah so i said great put two gloves on cover them in crisco mm -hmm. and i will talk you through the process and so yeah i was able to give my uh, my fisting 101 um instruction on you know, how, how to please i wonder if that's why you know people in this community tend to be so you know forth you know forthcoming about teaching people because it's like hey the more people who know how to do this more of a chance that I'm going to actually be able to not have to be the only one who does this. <laughs> well, th yes, that's part of it. But also, you know, to me at least is this is a cool thing. Mm -hmm. You you should see how cool this thing is. You mm -hmm. should experience how, how cool fisting is. Yeah. And, well, it was interesting, yeah. too, because like I said, I showed up before you. Um, when I showed up, there was a couple other new faces, uh, some couple guys I hadn't seen before, mm -hmm. um, but they were just finishing up. I, I got there about 9.30-ish. Yeah, uh, and I got there about 10. And, uh, yeah, the um, uh, these uh, two, you know, skinny guys who are basically in black thongs, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I imagine they were together. I don't know. I never had a chance to talk to them because, mm -hmm. you know, I just saw them walk through and it's like, oh, okay, new faces. And then they're getting dressed and leaving. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, darn it. And, uh, you know, um, both, you know, nice looking. Um, one was a young, twinkish guy, you know, dark hair. And it's like, of course, new, fresh, skinny meat is going to, like, everyone looks. And especially when it's just in a thong. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there was, uh, so, yeah, um, like, saw, saw several scenes. Uh, it was funny because, yeah, I saw, you know, a fisting thing happening and you weren't the one doing it. And I was like, oh, that's different and weird. <laughs> um, saw the high chair being used, you know, properly, you know, someone in it and roped, big harness roping mm -hmm. and into it and basically having their cock and balls being, you know, stretched and tortured and, you know, things right. being done to them and them being super vocal about it. So, again, a new couple, I think they came last month. And the bottom is very vocal. And, uh, you know, and not just, like, groaning and moaning, but saying things, too. Like, you know, and, and basically... Oh, oh, that, yeah, that, the, that uh, couple. Comedian. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. And, until the gag went on. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, it was like... Well, one, one does eventually get to that point where you're like, yeah. But it's, like, funny because uh, someone else was working on the bottom, and the top was just watching. And I kind of talked to him, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's neat to learn new stuff. And this top who's working on it has way more toys than he, the you know, the, the other guy has yet. So it's like he just dreams of eventually acquiring that kind of collection of toys. And it's like, <laughs> of course, you know, like over time, it's like you, yes. you slow, it's just, you know, you don't just buy the, the you know, the sadomasochism kit, you know, from Meyer and yeah. he has all the stuff. Uh, you figure out the toys that you're most interested in and just the collection grows. Yeah. Until you show up with two giant duffel bags to an event. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I like I like the idea of traveling light. So, yeah, I really my leather toy bag is getting progressively heavier and heavier, and so I really need to swap that out from basically a gym bag mm -hmm. into rolling luggage, and I I need rolling luggage anyway, <laughs> for yeah, because my brother, it, next month is moving to Hildesheim, Germany, okay. and they. Are renting a three-bedroom place. Uh, one will be for him and his wife. One will be for the two kids, and then there will be a guest room. And the wife was worried that, you know, I'm worried that all the people who said they'll come will, will never actually show up. Like, well, then okay, I <laughs> gotta renew my passport. Gotta save fifteen hundred bucks for the airfare and and build up my PTO again. Like, yeah, no, I, I. I happy to visit you in in Hildesheim Germany and then fly out of Berlin a, a day later and maybe do some shopping and oh yes and, um yeah. but yeah oh yeah travel is good and other countries have some cool things um but yeah was it uh DBC oh the interesting thing with DBC we tend I don't we don't leave early we usually leave pretty late but we yeah, also it, leave it was more, after midnight yeah but um I I was pretty much there till one Okay. And it, a different. It's an interesting atmosphere because it's 
there's a lot of talking and just visiting that takes place. Mm-hmm. A lot of socializing, especially, you know, around the food, upstairs, you know, and the ground floor. Yes. It's kind of like people just kind of holding court and chatting. At 1 o'clock, even more so, but even different because there's no, everyone, you know, it's like, it's over. All the scenes are over. People are putting on their clothes and they know that nothing else can really start because it's the end of the evening. So right. people are just, and they don't want the evening to end, so it's actually an interesting kind of uh, uh, community of conversation just kind of erupts in all the areas hmm. where people will be sitting on the equipment dressed and just talking. And yeah, I had a couple of really good conversations with people who, you know, throughout the evening I've been seeing and, you know, generally interacting with, but not talking to because it feels that, you know, okay, when you're kind of in a scene, you don't just start saying, oh, so what do you do for a living or blah, 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 or, or get chatty. And uh, this was the time to be chatty because they're like, okay, nothing's happening, nothing's getting started. We're just kind of, you know, visiting now. Hmm. And it was kind of a, an interesting, you know, kind of dynamic that, uh, you know, we haven't experienced before because we, I don't, we don't leave early, but we leave in a timely fashion because we have... A we have an hour two, drive. Yeah. An hour drive and also probably things in the morning. So it's like, ah. But, um, yeah, so that was, you know, I think the latest I've stayed. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I drove, um, drove myself, and that was an adventure because I'm horrible with directions. and Kind of got lost a little bit and ended up going on Grand River at the wrong exit and going up and catching myself at Novi. I'm like, oh, I'm going the wrong way, aren't I? Yep, let's turn around and get back on the highway. Because <laughs> I didn't take the highway to its end. I got right. off on the exit that said Grand River because, like, oh, yeah, Grand River is the thing we need. And Nope. Yeah, he, except Grand River runs all the way from Lansing to Detroit. It actually runs all the way to Grand Rapids. And I was going the wrong way. <laughs> you were heading back to Lansing when you got off on Grand River. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe if I continued on it. I, like I said, direction's not my fort. So. I mean, theoretically, you could hop on Grand River in Old Town mm-hmm. and take that all the way to DVC. I wouldn't recommend it, mm-hmm. but it can be done. It could be an adventure, especially if you can't deal with the highways because of snow or sundries. I had to do that once. Coming back and the highways were just ice. So I was like, nope, I'm going to get on Grand River somewhere around Fowlerville and just creep, no, Howell, and creep back mm-hmm. to Lansing at a reasonable, even still on icy roads, but I'm only going 35 and not trying to go 55. And also not around people who think they can do 70. Um, you know, when you when the number of right. cars you've seen off the side of the road are in double digits, you know, from just the last two hours of snow, it's like, nope, I don't want to be around these people. Well, perhaps next month at DVC, if we carpool, we'll stay later. You know, it's, it's one, up. One, one-ish, and I'll let you drive okay. back. Uh, oh, that was the other thing. Yeah, I really need, definitely need to hit energy drinks or that because I was, I think having someone else in the car, it keeps you awake, but oh, I was, yeah, like, that, there are points that, where it's like, so I'm talking to myself, and even then I'm still kind of getting sleepy on the highway. It really hit me when I got off the highway. I'm like downtown Lansing. I'm like, I'm so close to home. But it's like, I'm crashing big time. Like, just energy-wise. Yeah, just just need to make it that last couple miles. Get to the bed, and they were good. And crash out, But a good experience. Um, You know, I I wasn't really planning on doing any play. But yeah, I ended up uh, kind of an extreme cuddle session with someone. Someone just wanted contact and skin. And... You know, basically just kind of got on a bed and just like, you know, wrapped ourselves around each other in skin-to-skin contact. You know, it's like, oh, that was a different kind of scene, but kind of cool. But also in my mind, it's like, okay, I'm going to give it this much time because I don't want to... It's like a party. I don't want to be with one person for the whole evening. Mm -hmm. I want to flit around and sample and see what's going on and not miss too much because I'm there to see stuff and be kind of a social butterfly. Yeah, and DBC is so big, you know, that... It's all over the house on three layers. And, you know, if I want to spend hours with someone, I will arrange to get together with them somewhere else and begin to spend a whole evening. But, yes. But, it's like I said, not my nature. And I kind of tell them, it's like, hey, about, you know, ten more minutes of this, and then I'm going to... Move on. Run away. And it's like, they're fine with that. So Yeah. All right. So that's the end of gossip. Moving on to our more in-depth topic... Right. The politics of positions? or Well, basically, tops and bottoms and all that. Um, it's just three different conversations this week has mm-hmm. this came up. And it made me think about it. It's like, okay, you know, how we view tops, how we view bottoms in our culture and society. It's interesting because uh, the three conversations, one was um, 
someone I went on a date with. It was like a first date. I met them at a party. There was chemistry. We finally got together to like talk and hang out. You know, of course, the con- conversation of, hey, what is it that you do sexually? Because it's going to lead to this eventually. Right. It's nice to be forearmed right. and forewarned. Um, so it's like, hey, what, and you, do you fuck or do you like to be fucked? And this guy was like, top. And it's like, okay. And, you know, he's like, you? And I'm like, well, versatile top. You know, it's like, you know, and I was like, you know, he's like, oh, and it's like, well, you know, when it really, and we kind of talked about it, it's like, he actually likes, like, prostate stimulation. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes things up his ass, but yeah. he doesn't want to be topped, and I was like, okay, and that that's interesting, and in his case, it's more, like I said, um, I call myself versatile top, because mm-hmm. I like the feeling things hang my prostate. I mean, I like prostate stimulation, toys, fingers, dicks, it's like... It feels good. You know, I can have a really incredible, get a lot closer to orgasm and have a really great orgasm when there's something hitting the prostate. Mm-hmm. But, um, as I said, it's preparation. And yeah. to be a top, all you need to do to prepare is, you know, grab a packet of lube and a condom with you when you're out the door for an evening. And right. you're set for topping. Yes. That's all the prep you need is, you know, you got something to wrap it up in when you get hard. And at a moment's notice, you know, you can be from hello to balls deep in two minutes. You know, yeah. Um, bottoming, no. There's prep. Uh, if you're like going out and you're thinking you might actually, you know, get fucked that night, it's like gotta kind of even be aware of what you were eating for the last, last day. You know, did you prepare? Did you, you know, did you take a shit before going out? Um, did you have, have, have you been taking your Metamucil, right. fiber, general right. diet? Also, um, you know, I, a lot of people, you know, just rinsing out down there, you know, so it's, you know, kind of clean and ready to go at a moment's notice. Part of that's hygiene, part of that's just, you know, general, um, you know, just some people are really turned off by, you know, an ass that's obviously been used for its primary function. It's like, oh my gosh, there's poop. And, you know, just is a scene killer for them. Uh, um, and I'm of the opinion, shit happens. And I'm of the opinion, like, no, I don't like animals. We're animals, and that's unfortunate. I wish we were machines. I wish we were all chrome and steam. You know, nature's messy, and I don't like it. <laughs> and I wish we were just machines. Ah, that's what wet wipes are for. But yeah, no. No, but I said, no, yeah. it's like, then the further divorced from you know, our animal origins we can be, cool. But, you know, I like, you know, I don't mind. You know, yeah, like I said, shit does happen. I don't mind. But there's been play partners I've not played with because it was like, oh, it's just like I just stuck my dick in a bowl full of pudding. And it's like, you obviously were not at all ready for this, and why didn't you stop me before? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, it's if it takes like two Kleenexes to clean up, that's fine. If it takes the whole goddamn box and maybe even some paper towels, and then even the sheets really needs to me to be burned. That mm-hmm. has happened, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, <laughs> but I, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I enjoy brown play, but that that's its own thing and its own ramp up, and yeah, and, and, yeah, and more power. Yeah, and the people yeah. who enjoy that, I'm, I'm but, glad but, yeah, for you, yeah, but and, it's not mine. Yeah, and I'm not going to drop that on somebody who just wants a fuck, mm-hmm. you know. But then, but for the bottom, it's like unfortunately a lot of the preparation. If you you know, because a lot of times there will be people out there who, and self included. If it's super messy and it's like, okay, I'm kind of turned off. The scene's mm-hmm. kind of over for me. So, yeah, you you know, if you're going to go out and think you're going to have sex, there's a lot more preparation you have to do. Yeah, there, there is. And even even if you don't, even if you're not worried about some stains or, you know, some smells, um, just comfort levels. You kind of, you know, it, it's kind of uncomfortable to be fucked when there's already stuff there. At least I've. Yeah, no. That's for my own experience. I. Yeah, no. In yeah, in general, it's for better. Myself. It's better to be cleaned out and and it's more comfortable rather also, than trying to fill something that's already. Even full. if there's nothing down there, um, if my gut's just not happy, I mean, I might be clean as a whistle down there, but there might be something going on, a meal, some you know, bug, something. You really have to be in a mood for it. Yeah, like I said, there's. It's rare that you're so sick that your dick can't function. But it's so easy for there just to be something going on, and it's like I just not feeling. As the commercial goes, I don't really feel really fresh down there. <laughs> Daddy, do you ever get that not so fresh feeling? All the time, kid. All the time. Um, or you know, I I've had hemorrhoids on occasion, and you know that just shuts my ass down completely. But I, like I said, so I think there's a lot more emphasis on the bottom to have to go through a lot more work, and that's for myself. It's like, hey. I don't mind bottom mine, can't do it. And that came up at DBC. Had that date, we you know, had a discussion. 
the other two, and it's funny because the guy I was with, with the date, he was like bemoaning the fact that Lansing is just full of tops. There's no real bottoms. And I said, well, like I said, I think it's it might be a fact that, you know, I would call myself a true verse, but I say verse top because, again, I get lazy and it's like, I don't want to have to go through an hour's prep before going out to the bar in case something happens. Right. If I know it's a scene coming up, then I'm like, okay, we could make accommodations, but... You know, it's just so much easier just to grab condoms and lube and you're good to go. Yeah, and, you know, and so with him, you know, if it works out with him and, you know, you have oh, yeah. reasonable advanced wearing, you'd be happy to, to throw your legs in the air and be, be clean as a whistle. And but say, also the part of me, the verse part is egalitarian. It's like, okay, um, let's try this out. We know you like <laughs> things up your butt. Let's try a dick. Um, let, let's try a tongue and fingers first. And oh no, he likes the tongue. We, that's yeah. already been established. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, uh, the other, the second situation was, um, again, just a conversation and I talked to a guy who likes to bottom, but the opportunity just doesn't present itself. And he was being on the fact that there are no real tops in Michigan. I'm like, dude, I just had this conversation days ago. Come to Lansing. All the tops in Michigan are in Lansing, it seems. Apparently. <laughs> so I also wonder, like, what is the true distribution? I, some people out there, I think, they're of a certain mindset. They're either top or bottom, and they're, like, can't, not finding partners. So they're like, oh, there exists no blank in this area. And it's like, maybe it's more a matter of something about you is just not getting you laid. And you're blaming on the fact that there's not enough compatible partners. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd i love to see numbers from, like, a FetLife or a Recon mm-hmm. or a Growler, Grinder whatever to to see who identifies yep. as top verse bottom yep. and and whatever you know i my setup at least that way is rather interesting i tend to be in snm scenes and at detroit bondage club in number six for the most part most of the time i'm the dominant one i'm mm-hmm. i'm topping and that kind of came you know when i turned 35 the universe said you're going to talk mm-hmm. that now. But congratulations, you're a daddy. Congratulations, you're a daddy. But, you know, daddies have prostates too. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to fucking, I prefer to get fucked than to actually fuck. But, yeah, it is more prep. And if it's going to be a casual encounter, I'm more of the opinion of, why don't we just blow each other? Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an intimacy. I mean, it is kind of it is very intimate. I mean, even more so than hand jobs or blow jobs or you know even fingering. I think you know the dick in someone else's body is a very intimate thing. It's a yes. level intimacy because there's so much more contact and and also with this day and age because you know we grew up in the AIDS generation that uh-huh. there's a lot more consequences. So it yes. means so much more than you know. There's so much more on that. Um, but, you know, the, the other interesting thing is dominant, submissive, top, bottom. Not necessarily, you know, I know of a couple that the top, the one who liked to, you know, fuck, was the submissive in the relationship, and the bottom was, you know, the dominant. What, you know, it would say what's going on. They didn't realize that for a few years, and it caused a lot of troubles because the the one who liked to get fucked was, you know, okay, I have to be submissive, and I have to, you know, you're the one who has to tell me what to do. And the top is just like, ah, I don't want to take the reins. And it actually caused some grief in their relationship and marriage until finally it just kind of clicked. And it's like, wait a minute, I can be the one getting fucked, but I can also be the ones, you know, calling the shots. Yes. And when they realize that dynamic, boom, boom, it's like, wow, their sex life is so great. You know, yeah, you're going to be tied up and I'm going to be riding you. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, and and that, and that's hot. And, you know, even to the extent where I'd see the top and would have chafed, you know, wrists and I'd be like, oh, it's like, uh. You know, some some new toy, and he's like, "Oh no, just a sunburn." And it's like, "Dude, don't even. You don't need to hide this. No, you look who you're talking to. There's no shame to be had. The fact that you know, I've, I've seen pictures of you with the face out of the way, but I've seen I've yeah. seen the shenanigans you've gotten up to, child. Yeah. Do you see a nun with a bell around here anywhere? No. Well, this is a no shame area. That could be hot too. Um, <laughs> but uh, so no, so. I think, you know, you've got, it, it's interesting. And then the third situation that came up was, um, again, fooling around with someone at DBC, uh-huh. um, you know, erections were evident, 
And then when the clothes came off, there was all these condoms and lube suddenly on the bed that had come out of the pocket. And I kind of looked at them and was like, so is that for my dick for your ass or your dick for my ass? Because <laughs> it was like, came up and he was more of a top. And he's like, well, and I'm like, I'm not up for that tonight because I had not, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I hadn't cleaned out. and I mean, Also, I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's a level of intimacy and I don't know this person that well. I didn't really quite want to go there. Right. I was the same way with um, when I was dating women in college. I mean, technically I'm still a virgin because my penis has never been in a vagina. But, oh my gosh, fingers, tongues, and other things have been in vaginas. And it was like, we did a lot of stuff, but that step of actual, you know, normal normal hetero yeah Yeah. i was not ready to do because my heart wasn't in it because in my heart of hearts i kind of thought this is not my thing i'm i'm more into guys and i really haven't admitted to myself yet so i can't go that i can't commit to this that reminds me of a line from a chorus line and and the guy's talking about you know them discovering that they're gay and one of the guys said you know i was playing with her breasts for hours and she said don't you want to play with anything else? And he and I said to myself, "No, I really don't." And See, then, oh. yeah. well, for myself, no. I was, I'm much more fascinated by vaginas than breasts. It's like, oh, breasts—they're kind of fleshy pecs, but vaginas—that's different and kind of cool and kind of <laughs> mysterious. Yeah. Um, yeah, penises. I know about penises. I have one. I'm intimate with a penis, um, so to speak. Those were all the situations that came up and made me think about it more. Like I said, my own, you know, and it's an interesting thing. When I talk to someone and they tell me what they are, mm-hmm. this family feud kind of scoreboard comes in my head. <laughs> and there's the top answer I want to hear. And it's like, oh, so what do you do? And I hear a verse, ding, ding. number one. Because to me, it seems like equality, you know, fraternity, egal- you know, all, no. um, it seems like a, a, an equal, equal power exchange. Because in my head, I do have the idea of, you know, the power dynamics of being the fucker and being the fucky, mm-hmm. which unfortunately I think comes from misogyny. Yes. We see women as, inf- well, society sees women as inferior thing. They're the ones being fucked. So, oh, a man who gets fucked, oh, he's lesser. And I see that with guys. I know a guy who mm-hmm. loves things in his ass, loves big things in his ass, complete top. You know, his favorite thing is to have a vibrator up there, you know, that's about the size of a porn star's dildo as he's fucking. You, you know, offer to have something real up there. He's like, nope, don't do that. And it's like, and I can't think of that being anything other than he feels emasculated if he's being fucked by a person. Right. A toy that he's inserted himself. He doesn't even want other people to put the toys in there. He has to put it in himself because then, yeah. And I can't see what that is other than him just feeling like, you know, yeah, it's wrong. And it's like, no, I'm a guy and I can't let that happen to me. And it's like, Oh, it's like I feel sorry for him because obviously likes things up there and yeah, and you know, thinking back to my times mm-hmm. at the bathhouse and back in my wild twenties um, when I was at the cruisy beach, mm-hmm. you know, there were guys there, a lot of guys there who would who were there to get their dicks out, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't look at you, they wouldn't acknowledge you. You are just. You are just that you are a faggot. You are sucking their dick. But You're a machine that yeah. hey, I put money into and yay, bing. Yeah, and but, but yeah, they still consider themselves straight, you know, or you know, even worse, you know, through the, you know, through a glory hole at, at a rest area, mm-hmm. another level of dehumification of your yeah, partner. Right, and you know, but also that I'm not gay, you know, I. I could be a beautiful, gorgeous woman on the other side of this men's room stall wall yeah. that is sucking my dick right now. And you know, I, right? Well, I now I do not know. I did not meet this person myself, but I heard stories of a man who was so uncomfortable with such things like homophobia, he couldn't even jerk off because it's a, his own hand. It's a guy's hand around his dick that's bringing him off, and that was too weird. And also, he was you know his hand would be feeling a penis. And it's like, but it's your pe-. That was... So he could only come it's, if a woman was sucking or he was fucking a woman. And I'm like, you, you poor, that's a weird fetish. Who hurt you? Who well, hurt you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I feel sorry for you because, wow, it's like, I can take care of myself five minutes in the morning and you really have to go through a lot of calisthenics just to 
have an orgasm. So oh. you brought this on yourself, sir. But yeah, that's an extreme, extreme case. Yeah, no, that, that that's... But no, but like I said, I think there's some interesting stuff about bottoming and topping that, you know, I know some guys who, yeah, I'm pretty sure the reason that they are tops is like, I'm a guy. And it's like, okay. Uh, all right, whatever. I just, I just pictured, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart and Jeffrey. It's like, oh, get her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, but like I said, it came up several times this time. And I'm like, realize, yeah, I like versatility. Um, if they say they're reverse top, reverse bottom, you know, again, because I'm lazy and don't want to prepare, that's up there in the top three. Mm-hmm. When I hear them say they're a top, it's like, okay, I, it's still yeah. possible, but... Right. But I mean, then the, the ants are like, um, oh, I don't do that ass stuff. Um, uh, you know, what was the other one? Uh, it's like, uh, yeah, just those are the the X's would be, nope, asses are dirty, asses are nasty. It's like, can't do that. It's like, you're limiting yourself in so many ways. The, the, the prostate is such a, a wonderful and even wonderful straight thing. boys have them I love yeah. talking to straight boys about their prostates and it's like dude you really should try something up your ass <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I can also understand there's some people it is painful for oh yeah and the discomfort is more than the pleasure because you know there's some people that it's like this feeling of something in their ass it's like nope this is like I have to take a dump and I can't I don't like this I don't like this and it's like that's a real thing. Yes, we are designed that, that, to yeah, feel. Absolutely. We're designed to feel like, oh, there's something in there, and it comes out, and that's good. Whereas, oh, something going in, no, I'm not used to that, and it's uncomfortable, and please make it stop. Yes, that's yeah. a limit that I can understand. Right, and another thing that I read in about that is because we are so used to whenever we feel. Basically, any any stimulation there mm-hmm. is us expelling. Mm-hmm. That that will often lead to you know first timers thinking that they are expelling something when it yeah and it's it's just the the top going in and and that concern is like oh my gosh what's happening down there is right this turning into right. a real mess in my yeah and like no and also it, that, it's just movement there and, and also the you know we are trained I mean from potty training. You only expel at certain times when it's appropriate. Other times means you were weak and, oh my gosh, you wet the bed or that. The shame, the shame. Yeah. It's like you have to be in control of your body. Again, a very Western thing. We must be in control. And you know, only when we say we can. And it's like, okay. So you like I said, I, you know, we could go on for hours about this because it's, it's very fraught. But, you know, it's something that was on my mind just from this week. And it's like, oh, that could be an interesting topic. Just let's pontificate about, yeah. you know, bottoms and tops and... And how really, you know, I understand if there's pain or it's uncomfortable, yes, don't do it. But otherwise, if it's just a hang-up, oh, please, you know, yeah. just prep and let yourself get fucked. And do some fucking. If you're a complete bottom, it's like, hey, you know, if your dick's yeah. hard, use it. Well, and, you know, I've, I've noticed with my dick, at least, is that, you know, probably lack of practice mm-hmm. or, or something that I, ha- I really have a lot of trouble staying hard. When I'm fucking a guy, mm-hmm. I, I I do, and so it ends up being not nearly as fun for me. So uh, I, I think it's practice. I mean, yeah. you know, you can get into a, a groove where there's just certain some things you do, and then that's where your brain is hardwired. It's like those are the pathways. It's like, oh, I'm doing this thing that leads to pleasure, and then it can be limiting. I found myself. It's like you know, you masturbate a certain way all the time. Well, guess what? That might be the only way you can get off if you don't kind of retrain yourself to realize, oh. Gotta do it these other ways. It might be why I have such a hard time coming with other guys. I think it is. It's just like, oh, um, yeah, I'm kind of used to doing it the way I do it, and yeah, I gotta <laughs> change that up some, and you know, do more stuff with guys. <laughs> I I think I think in your case, it's just a matter of just doing more stuff with guys will be more enjoyable. And Who we'll... has the time? <laughs> well, you, you know, make you, the time you, for you, the you, things you want, right? You know, it, it's like knitting. And crochet mm-hmm. and crafting. That if it's important to you, you will make, you the, will time. make the time to get it. Or done. writing. I know a lot of people who are like, "Oh, I want, I want to write, but there's never time." It's like then you're not a writer. Yeah. If no, you're a writer, I, you would make the time. Yeah. No, I have a couple of really filthy, horrible, demon exercising uh, story ideas in my head that I'm like, I gotta get this out on paper. I gotta get this out on paper, and you know, 
the the time that I think the most that I should be typing this up, it is that I'm at work <laughs> and you know, I'm like okay, I could type it up, but I can't use you at can't use a thumb drive hmm. at work at all. Okay, uh, we handle sensitive financial information. Got it. And well, I could technically email it to myself. That would mean that it is stored on the email server for seven years. The only thing I can think of is you get a little tiny separate computer. Nope. And, I, oh, I cannot use. They they don't even want me on my phone when I'm at my desk because it has a camera. Okay. So yeah. So it. So basically, yeah, you are not working in a place that's conducive to any sort of personal creativity. No, not so much. And but it, it pays the bills. That yeah, you know, that's why I you know um, I think the perfect thing for you. Well, it take a lot of time out of your free time. Um, Namo Rimo in November, National Novel Writing yep. Month. You crank out fifty thousand words, uh, probably crap, in the month of November, which is about you know seventeen hundred words a day. It's a good exercise in making yourself. Write sit, daily. Yes, sit down and write daily. That's its major thing. There's actually been some decent novels that have come out of it, but mostly I think it's just that. So there, next November, it's coming. Prep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next next November, I will write some more filthy stories, and it will probably be in the um, Boris's place line because I've got at least oh, one okay. and a half stories in that series that I have worked out in my head. And, thinking, oh, and I could probably take the filthy stories I have now and work them into that, One too. of my favorite NaNoWriMo shirts was like, screw plot, I'm writing 50,000 words of smut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of shirts, hmm. um, saw this at the, the hotel for the wedding. It was a silhouette of Michigan's Upper Peninsula, mm-hmm. and under that it said, yours. <laughs> that is perfect. Especially for people, you know, live in the Upper Peninsula who don't get enough love. Yeah. And also the fact that it only has the silhouette of the Upper Peninsula is wonderful because so many times Michigan is just, just you know, displayed as the lower half. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's Michigan. It's like, that's half of Michigan. That, yeah. Well, people-wise, it's more than half. Mm-hmm. And well, area-wise. But still, you're missing a good chunk of the state that has some great stuff to it. God damn it. Oh, yeah. You I, have to include the rabbit when you have the hand. Yes. And right now my brother is currently in a um, million-dollar cabin mm. on Lake Superior. Oh. Yeah, it, it's this wonderful house that, that his wife's family has up there, and the only problem is it takes 10 hours to get there. So when they go there, they tend to stay for a week or two. But, yeah, so there's, you know, yeah, there's that. But, yeah, um, let's see, T-shirts, crafting. There's a thing. Maybe we need to design a T-shirt for the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am thinking about, you know, ju- just a simple one that says a Harry Crumb companion. And if I might contact one of my artist friends to draw a, a simple sleeping bear um, oh, and, I've, and commission it. I've also thought when you first proposed the title, my thought was I'm just picturing, like, a Great Dane stretched out on a couch. Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> just yeah. The, I, and I almost, like, it. pose, like, you know, draw me, yeah, like, one of your French yeah, girls. Yeah, com- <laughs> completely splayed out. Yeah, I could I could see that, too. Because I think I even looked up images of that, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to take a picture. I, you know, these are people's pictures of their own pets. But, you know, hey, if you do an artistic representation of it, well, suddenly now you've turned it into your own thing. Right, and I mean, the, the sleeping bear image that... Uh, is on the main podcast and most of the episodes. Um, I looked that up specifically mm-hmm. as uh, in a Creative Commons image search mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, I don't, I didn't want to steal anything that had a copyright on it. So I did make sure that yes, that's a Creative Commons image, and you know, as I say at the end of every episode, it, it is Creative Commons theme music that we use. So, um, so speaking of T-shirts and making T-shirts. Have- what crafting? Anything? Uh, I've made some more progress slowly uh, on my Doctor Who scarf. Okay. I have made most of another uh, crocheted dick, but problem with that is I don't have any uh, beans to stuff okay. it with right now, or any polyfill. 
I tried using rice, mm -hmm. and that started working through the gaps. Oh yeah, because it's rather kind of, yeah, because it's that spindleish shape with a pointed end. That, yeah. Yeah. No. So rice is not gonna work to to stuff. Maybe like we should this. have a race. I don't know how much you have left on your scarf, but maybe we have to like have a wager. It's whoever finishes their Doctor Who scarf last, I don't know, has to pose just in the scarf for a picture for the podcast. <laughs> well, let, let's let's turn let's turn it around slightly. Okay. So yes, it it we shall race the the Doctor Who okay. scarves, and so that. Um, the, the bet finishes earlier. Whoever doesn't finish, whoever doesn't finish, the other person's ha scarf has to pose in the finished <laughs> scarf. I see. <laughs> yes. Let's. Oh no! <laughs> A shake has just happened there. We, we have impetus now. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, and you know, is it really losing that I I have to <laughs> to? Oh look! I didn't bind off, yeah. and you're done. <laughs> Oh, darn, I have to take a filthy picture of myself and post it on the internet. Oh, shoot. I don't know how filthy, and there's a lot of material to those scarves. Well, actually, mine's authentic, like, many feet long, wide, so you could probably actually cover a lot of yourself with my scarf. Yeah, or, you know, just my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah, j just wrap the head, uh, yeah, co cover the head and the nipples, and, yeah, have... have my oh, Doctor, right. Doctor Who scarf bondage. I'm just picturing like it acting as a blindfold and cuffs. As a... <laughs> oh gosh, we want to be starting a new fetish. Oh dear. So yeah, no, I I could absolutely. I mean, I've on the Doctor Who scarf website. What's her name? Who played Tegan? Is wrapped to a tree in in oh. one of the scarves. Tegan. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, Tegan. Wait. Oh wait. I'm thinking of um. The airline stewardess, but no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That, oh, that was yeah, Tegan. Yeah, that, that was Nissa. I'm thinking of Nissa's the other one. Yes. Tegan. Oh, I used to remember her name, um, but I can't anymore. Uh, what, gone. It, I know she was an Australian airline stewardess. She's starting, you know. Yep, and you guys all have Google and would be able to, to look that up if you're curious. Janet Fielding. No. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I am a nerd. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Our, our, our nerd cred is intact. <laughs> Uh, give me Turlo. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, speaking oh, of God, gingers. yes. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, he was, and he, like, stripped down to, like, like, bikini briefs in an episode. Yes, he did. dive into some water, and it's like, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, it, yeah, in, skinny, in his last serials, yeah. He, skinny gin, British gingers. <laughs> well, except, you know, I found on the website, yeah, no, not actually ginger. So, yeah, oh, he, well. He died it. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, on that note, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, project photos, or PayPal tips, why not, to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryproneconf. Our theme music is Hotspot by Ox, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane and Lansing Mike, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.